Welcome to The Deciders. This is Renee Frazier, founder and CEO of Frazier Communications. We're the leading woman-owned and woman-led advertising and marketing firm in Southern California. Our show, The Deciders, features change agents, leaders, individuals who share their stories and insights so that we can help businesses grow as a company as well as improve their impact on the world and in their communities. On the show, The Deciders, we often focus on how we can help women advance into greater leadership roles and have a balanced life. We use insights, we offer tips, and we like to shine a light on successful women. I think in this era, uh, post uh, pandemic, although I'm afraid we're still in the pandemic as we record this, uh, it's well known that working women have taken the biggest hit during the pandemic with over 2 million women leaving the workforce. And this exodus from the workforce has been affecting women for years because women have chosen often to leave the workforce for their families. And this works across categories, highly skilled and other kinds of workers, of course. Well, what solutions do exist for this? Well, enter the mom project. This was founded in 2016 by Allison Robinson. She herself, a working mother who believed you don't have to sacrifice your career in order to be a mom. She created the mom project to work with companies in order to create flexible work options that help women be both highly skilled and well-paid workers, as well as fulfilled mothers. To gain more insight into how the mom project works, I'd like to welcome Chandra Sanders. Chandra is a single mother of three, and she's the director of one of the mom projects nonprofit programs called RISE. That nonprofit program called RISE is a program that helps create new pathways and skills, particularly for women of color. The program is free to participants. Chandra, let's talk about this. Welcome to the Deciders. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm excited to learn about RISE. Let's begin with uh, RISE. Let's begin with the Mom Project, just to give me a little bit of background. Tell us what it is as a company and what it accomplishes. Sure. The Mom Project is the leader in helping businesses attract and retain female talent. We have a community of over 400,000 moms, professional, talented women in the platform with over 2,000 companies. And we're committed to building a better workplace by using the often overlooked intellectual workplace power of moms. Well, I, you know, I know quite a few women, even women who, who have worked for me with me, who have chosen to work from home and work safe on, on a part time basis. My company has accommodated that we have 30 people, but I also know that other companies haven't. And so those women work from home if they can, but it's hard for them. I understand on the mom project, they can sign up as an employee. I've been to the website several times so they can be in a pool of women to be considered, which is wonderful. How does the mom project find employers who will agree to those kinds of flexible working conditions? You know, the mom project has a network, a vast network of channel partners, program partners, corporate relationships and advocates that help us connect with companies who are willing to offer flexibility, who are willing to offer um, 
workplace balance for moms and for females to remain in the workforce. So we are doing targeted ad campaigns, lots of marketing, lots of word of mouth, but we have an amazing network of people who are committed, not just people, but companies who are committed to diversifying their workforce, which includes including moms and women of color. Right, exactly. You know, I think that frankly, uh, the pandemic should be very beneficial for this business because many of us who didn't think remote working would be effective and efficient and productive were, were, were wrong, right? We see, uh, I know uh, across my colleagues and in my business, marketing communications, we see much more productivity and uh, amazing passion and intent. And I know that we, kn- we see that also from uh, uh, moms who work from home. The flexible working situation means flexible schedules, right? Uh, hybrid opportunities. I think the key too is trusting the person. You're, it's based on the quality of the work and getting the work done, not the number of hours, right? Uh, So it allows women to uh, fulfill their family needs and also have a sense of accomplishment, right? From getting the job done. Yeah, totally. And I'm one of them. I haven't worked in an office since I've had my last son, who is almost four. I have not been in an office since 2017. That has not stopped my productivity. It has not stopped my progress, hasn't stopped my way of climbing the ladder. So it is definitely possible. Um, I, for myself, have experienced a life in which I felt like I wouldn't have experienced before, like working um, eight to five in an office and having to neglect my family, missing the first steps of my kid right? Missing their first days of school or, you know, whatever, all of those great things that you really don't want to miss out on as a mom, you don't have to with flexible work options, right? We're able to have control over our schedule or at least a little bit of control over our schedule in life. Right, right. I think it's a a great illustration of the value of this. And, uh, you know, as a a woman who's been through the uh, feminist period and a woman entrepreneur who's been an advocate for women, getting into senior positions in companies. It's always been a conundrum that uh, women's devotion to their families is always something that has to be considered. And I was going to almost say it's a barrier. It's not really a barrier, but it's a reality. And corporations need to accept that to get the highest performing and talented women and men, one needs to be flexible and uh, have higher regard their family needs than just their professional needs. I believe that's actually changing. I I do believe men are seeing that and women. And hopefully in this next decade, we'll see a real shift, particularly in corporations at the higher levels where women have opportunities to achieve leadership without having to be, you know, 10 hours at work, 12 hours at work. Uh, The cost, when we talk about the mommy project, the mom's project, uh, the moms do not have to pay anything for their placements, right? Who pays the companies? Correct. The moms do not have to pay anything. All they'll need to do is just come in to the platform, fill out a profile, and then their information will be there for companies to see. So the companies, however, do pay for um, placements depending on the company size, depending on their needs, depending on the the initiatives that they have going on. We have a few different packages that they can choose from. But yes, it does definitely lie on the company, the business. Makes sense. I, you know, we pay recruitment fees. Last pay year, we paid over a hundred thousand dollars in recruitment fees. So, it, you know, it's a it's a cost of doing business to get highly qualified, great people, uh, and and then knock on wood, people don't leave. Also, they they love the employment. They stay with you. Well, let's talk about Rise. I'm I'm particularly interested in this. You're the director of this, and this is a nonprofit arm of the Mom Project. When did it get started? And uh, tell me how it works. 
So we launched RISE uh, late 2020. It's a scholarship program for mothers, for women of color um, to gain access to skills, highly sought after skills, right, in which they can increase their economic opportunities and influence. We are offering scholarship opportunities in roles that are um, not just valuable today, but will be valuable in the next couple of years, at least, you know, 10 years, such as data analytics, which is extremely important because most companies are going through digital transformation. So if you don't have some type of digital skill, um, then in 10 years, I'm not quite sure where you, where you will be, if you'll even be competitive in the, in the job market, right? Um, mm -hmm. So we're offering these scholarship opportunities free of charge to the moms, but not just a scholarship, right? It's a transformative program. It's not just the certificate that's going to give them the elevation that they need. We are providing support, right? Most of the time, moms, women of color are the ones who are supporting everyone else. Mm. They're out there giving our all to everyone and we have nothing left for us. Right. So we are offering a support component. We are there. We're built, uh, forming bonds with other women. We are rallying among each other, amongst each other. Um, but we're also offering opportunities for them to connect with other um, leaders at Fortune 500 companies. Um, we're um, expanding their network. We are offering resume optimization programs. We are really giving these ladies everything that they need to be successful. So the ultimate outcome, hopefully, is they get jobs, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. the yeah. after they finish yeah. after they finish their certification, then there comes the jobs placement part in which we are helping them get those jobs, and we are already seeing some early successes in that. So are the uh, are the certifications there uh, in uh, digital? I mean, I serve on a board of a nonprofit. Google's given quite a bit of money to train girls in coding and also to get uh, certification in search. Is that the kind of certification you're talking about with Google? So you understand yes. search engine optimization and search engine marketing. So um, we have a total of six certification programs and five of those are Google certificate programs. So those, you know, project management, UX design, data analytics, tech support, and a little bit of coding with Python. Those are all Google um, grow with Google certificates. Um, so, yes. Good. That's really good. I think uh, those are practical skills. And you're right. If you've been out, out of the workforce for a while, your digital skills uh, may not be what they what they should be just to get into an entry level position. Hopefully your social media skills are strong. I think most of us are, are doing social media, but even understanding the, the terminology, right? SEO, ACM, et cetera. Now, you started in 2020. As of July, how many women are part of the program? So we have about 500 women in the program right now. We have a goal. We want to um, award 10,000 scholarships um, in the next three years and with 1,000 of those being in 2021. So we're at 500 now. We have about 500 more to go to meet our goal. I don't think we're going to have an issue getting there because so many women, like 2.1 million women left the paid workforce. So 10,000, 1,000 is a drop in the bucket Truly, <laughs> to, really, to the impact that you know needs to happen. Right, right. And, uh, you know, I'm sure many will go back in through the mom project, which is great also just to get themselves really set up in a job who, who may or may not need this kind of certification. H how do women find out about this and to sign up? How do you go about uh, alerting women of color that this program exists? 
So we are making strategic partnerships with companies, with organizations who are committed to diversity, equity, inclusion. We're doing social media campaigns, lots of marketing to get the word out and connecting with other community organizations um, so that we can reach the masses and get the word out. But currently right now we're doing lots of social media campaigns and word of mouth is really how we've gotten where we are right now. Is there a place on the website people can apply? Yeah, all you'd have to do is just go to momproject.org. You can read about our program as well as apply there. Wonderful. Wonderful. And when you talked about connecting the women, are you creating support groups so women can talk to each other about um, what they're doing and what the balance can be? Uh, And yeah, go ahead. We have support groups. We have um, like lounges set up in LinkedIn, private spaces in LinkedIn in which we can connect and chat with each other. Those who are going through the cohorts together in specific um, certification tracks have their own support group as well. So we have lots of support groups going around. Um, We just want to make sure that we have everything that these ladies need to be successful. That's wonderful. I think it's important to have other people, you know, in my experience with nonprofits, we have to, uh, it's not one, it's one thing to go through it. It's another to have somebody who pats you on the back and says, I know I was exhausted last night getting the kids homework done. I didn't practice either, you know, or I didn't, uh, you know, I'm going to have to skip today. Uh, just knowing that other people are struggling because uh, it's one thing to have the program. It's another to find the time and to carve it out. And, uh, and, and these are challenging. Uh, digital is challenging. I think even the names are challenging. You know, you're going to be adding, I think, additional certification tracks for UX design uh, and uh, data analytics. We hire for that. I know how important those are, but I also know how challenging they are and how they change, right? UX can actually be for on your phone and it can be voice-based or it can be on your laptop and it can be touch-based. And obviously voice recognition is growing. So uh, even once you're trained, there's the upgrading of the training. Uh, you know, I, it's, it's a challenge, but I think Rise is up to it. It sounds wonderful. Yeah, thank you. And, you know, I'm a lifelong learner too. You can never, you know, stop learning, right? You'll get left behind. So that's kind of always been my motivating force is not being stuck in something in which I wouldn't be able to get a job. And thank goodness I had skills myself in which I was able to transfer to this job uh, three weeks after being laid off. So I'm just trying to unlock those doors and do the same thing for other women as well. Uh, good for you. Good for you. I think that's wonderful. I mean, what about success? How, how do you measure success in the program? I'm Obviously, it's getting, you know, as you said, 10,000 people enrolled, but finishing the program and you know, getting them jobs. You have any metrics for that at this point? So I don't have metrics that I can exactly share, but I can give you just kind of a little background, right? So, you know, we know that not everyone who is in the program is going to finish. Some of the ladies have gotten COVID, right? So they yeah. had to yeah. kind of drop out. Some ladies, have one, um, her husband died from COVID. Oh, and no. Her, you know, infant twins. So, you know, we understand that life happens. So, of course, we're not going to have a 100% completion rate. Um, another thing is when the ladies finish, all of them don't want a job. Right. Some of them are happy where they are. They just want the skills so that if they want to um, use that certificate in a year or so, they have it. They can move. They can you know move up or do whatever. Then good point. These are also um, getting jobs on their own after starting their certification and attending our resume masterclass and optimization program. And they're going out on their own and getting their jobs. So I would say that we know that 100 percent are not going to be complete, but not everyone also wants to get placed at the end. That's a good point. And I think you have to be realistic about that. And as you said, life happens. 
And I think what's happened with a lot of women, too, is being home and homeschooling or school, you know, helping their children with online courses. They've seen maybe the challenges their children face and make a decision uh, in some cases to work less or or not take a job. But among those that um, uh, choose to go forward, do they then go into the pool with the mom project to help them find a position? Is there is a way an employer might be able to find rise graduates? Uh, you know, on the site or through the through um, the mom project? So yes, in the portal, um, we are RISE graduates are tagged as RISE graduates so that you would know that, you know, they are RISE candidates. But also we um, actually have a program manager who's responsible for making those connections with hiring managers to um, connect our grads with companies um, as well who are hiring diverse or looking to hire diverse. Oh, that's good. That's really good. I think sometimes uh, I know, particularly in our case, we're hiring for people and diversity is a big priority. So it helps to have individuals who are keeping an eye out for talented people. And that makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I also think you, I suspect you have companies. Uh, it, it, many years ago, one of the nonprofits I, I was on the board of had a program with one of the major banks where they would fund training for young people right out of high school. So they could become tellers. You can tell it was a long time ago. We don't need too many tellers these days. But it was a wonderful program because it was focused on uh, low income areas, underserved high schools. And uh, many of these young people didn't know what their career could be. They wanted to work before they attended community college, college or at all. And so it was a pipeline. Are are you working with any companies where you're a pipeline like that for actual candidates uh, getting jobs in those companies? Of course we are. We are um, making connections. For example, we just um, made um, a partnership with JLL to create pathways into realist, commercial real estate, right? But they are looking at like early talent. So they want um, uh, talent who are young. No, I don't want to say younger. So scratch that part. Yeah, but, we'll edit that art. We can't do anything age, age specific. Yeah. Correct. So they're looking for a fresh talent, right? People who are um, just out of school with not too many years of experience, right? So that they can get in, see if they like it and move move around and move up that way. So, yeah. It's great. I think it's a good way to bring people into the company. Uh, the other, the other value, the valuable part that uh, you folks can play with Rise is also understanding the skill set, right? Uh, just to use my teller example for a moment, you know, the importance of numbers, the importance of accuracy, customer service, eye contact. So you can build in some of the characteristics and skill sets that might be important. So JLL is a real estate company, right? So some of the qualities you're looking for and even let them know what the roles would be that they would play. Because you know how it is when you get out of school and you're looking for a job. Sometimes you don't even know what those jobs really entail, right? You read a job description, but it's very hard. And when you go through the interview, you're you're guessing. So if you can put those things together, you can. And what about uh, JLL even speaking to some of the uh, people in the RISE program before they finish so they know what the jobs might be that they might apply for when they get out? So that's what we're doing. You know, we have some JLL mentors who are showing them the way while they're going through their upskilling program. Uh, they have an executive series, executive speaker series. They're making connections, doing mock interviews to ensure that they have the language that's needed to be successful in an interview at JLL with commercial real estate. So great. You know, that sounds like it's very thorough. I mean, I I really like hearing that, you know, the training, the support system, but also the practical skills 
uh, like you said, building your resume, interviewing, all of those things are needed. You know, in many cases, women have been out of the workplace for a while. So some of those skills might be a little rusty. When uh, May I ask, you know, what of the 500 women that are currently enrolled in the program, have many of them been out of the workplace for two years, three years, one year? Any any sense of that? So I can't give you an exact uh, stat on how many, but I know I know that we have women who have been out of the workforce on a career pause, taking care of their families and husbands. Right. But have come in, finished their programs in record time and have gotten jobs right away without questioning their pause. We're giving them um, resume templates that highlight their skills instead of highlighting their the, the chronological um, portion of the resume, right? So we're not looking at dates. We're not looking at how long they've been out. We're highlighting the skills and it's actually working. Like they're getting That's hired with, being, with years out of the workforce. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, I mentor a young woman who took a opportunity to be in academics after she graduated. And she said to me, should I put on my resume that I was absent for this many months? How do I answer that question? So there's a lot of consternation around the gaps. And frankly, it's mostly in our own minds, right? You have it in your mind and you, you speaking of these, these women who are fortunate to be in the program. And so it becomes an impediment. So coaching them out of that, giving them the language, as you said, emphasizing the skills and the, and the, the benefit they bring to the company uh, makes the time out of the workforce seem like a non-issue at all. And that's, you know, an interview is such an important way to convey, I'm ready for this. I've got the skills. I understand the culture. I know how to connect with people and I've got the training uh, that's required. Uh, It sounds like you may be looking for other companies for this kind of pipeline approach that you mentioned that uh, JLL Realtors uh, has. Can the companies also go to the portal and find ways they might connect? Um, yeah, honestly, if companies are interested in sponsoring candidates with RISE, possibly hiring some of the RISE candidates that are completed, um, all we need to do is connect. You can email RISE at themomproject.com um, and we'll set something up right away. That's great, Chandra. I appreciate that. A lot of our listeners are business owners. And in my experience, a lot of us are looking for ways to find fresh talent, as you said, uh, from different backgrounds and different perspectives. Uh, and uh, we go to the schools, but sometimes the maturity and experience is valuable. And managing a family means you're a good manager, right? Activities for the family, budget for the family, people getting along with each other. Those skills translate to the workplace pretty well. So I think your, your, your resource of RISE is a valuable place for people to go for uh, they, their moms, if you will, but they also have considerable experience, which is wonderful. You know what? I say it all the time. Moms are the, and I say this in every podcast, every interview I do, moms are the CEOs, the COOs, the CFOs of their families. Like there's so many transferable skills in those. Like if you just actually pay attention to what you do on a daily basis, you're running the business of your home. And all of those things can be transferred into the workplace. Exactly right. And I think even thinking about how to articulate that's important. You know, they're also problem solvers mm-hmm. right? and uh, good negotiators, needless to say, with a family budget. Uh, I will say that when uh, when I talk with other colleagues who run businesses, sometimes they will say being a mom is the best training I ever have. <laughs> because encouraging people, managing them, getting them to get along with each other, uh, those soft skills 
are really important. So you're right. You're CEO of your household, but you're also kind of the culture master of your home. And uh, if your children and your husband and yourself are happy, uh, you should take credit for that because you can bring some of those skills and that um, empathy right to the job as well. Sounds like there are a lot of skills that people can bring that uh, rise makes them realize. Uh, I'm going to end with a, a last question about confidence building. Uh, I alluded to it a moment ago, and I don't know if you know, Chandra, but I'm a psychologist by training. So I always look at the mindset of the people. And I find with the programs where I volunteered, uh, often the women lack confidence because they've been out of the workforce or they've had difficult lives. Uh, how do you deal with that? How does RISE help them get the sense of strength and the confidence that it takes? You know, any interaction that the ladies have, we are ensuring that we're exuding confidence ourselves, right? So me, my team, we are there. We're their first like vision of what confidence should be. Okay. We also have confidence training, right? We do one-on-ones because some people have, you know, they don't want to express their uh, insecurities in front of everyone, but we do like lots of one-on-one coaching. We have confidence training. So we're really there to really help transform them. And just the growth that I've seen from some of the ladies from the first time I met them to the end. I mean, they're really like growing themselves, their minds, their mindsets, and truly just coming out of, of this program as a different person, a more confident person. I love it. That's really inspiring. I'm, I'm very impressed. Uh, Chandra, you've been wonderful. Thank you for sharing all of the uh, stories and the examples of Rise. Uh, I want people to remember that they can go to momproject.org, you said, right? And look for Rise and the Palette because this is a nonprofit segment of the Mom Project. And then if you're looking for talent, as I am, you can also use Mom Project to identify people to hire right away. But I think a lot of the candidates through Rise will also be valuable people to look at as potential employees. Thank you so much, Chandra. We really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you. Thank you all for spending time with us on The Deciders. We offer tips, insights, and inspiring stories. I think you heard the Mom Project, and Chandra told very inspiring stories about how getting certification, getting training, being part of a group can bolster your sense of confidence, your sense of accomplishment, and propel you back into the workforce if you're one of those 2.1 million women who stepped out to manage their families. And we know Mom Project does it with flexibility and a great understanding of the work-life balance all of us want to achieve. We're going to end our show now. I want to remind people you can hear our podcasts and including this interview on our website at FraserCommunications.com. My firm, Fraser Communications, is a full service advertising and communications firm. You can contact us at our website, FraserCommunications.com. We'll be back next week with more exciting interviews and more inspiration on The Deciders with Renee Frazier. Have a great week ahead. <music>